Lizzie. Hello, Andy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. It's our Tuesday club on a Thursday. It's another week past. I know, it rolls around so quickly, doesn't it? I can't believe that there's just one and a bit weeks left of March and that's a quarter of the way through the year already. Right. Can we talk about something that you shared today, that it's the Equilux as well? Equinox, yes, the spring equinox. Is it, is it the spring equinox? Right, sorry. So we've got half as much daylight today as we do non-daylight? Yes, so it's equal, equal daytime, nighttime. Yeah, so the only way is up from here. Exactly. It's just getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And I've really, really noticed it. I don't know if you've noticed it in the evening when you finish work. It's like the sun is beaming through my window. Right. Do you know what I really, really have? Isn't it so weird how just having that extra bit of daylight makes you feel like your day is longer? It really shouldn't. And it's something that we can never get used to every single year, how the winter just seems to shorten the days. Oh, I. It just makes me so happy. I love it so much. I went and met a friend yesterday evening for a walk and to be actually able to go out in the evening and go for a walk. I mean, it was dark by the time we'd sort of finished our little loop, but just to kind of get out there and just feels exciting. I'm excited for summer. And I mean, I just loved last year, those days sat in the park, having a few beers, having a picnic. And, you know, those are on the horizon again. So I just hope that the warmer weather comes soon and we can get back out there. I'm excited. That is exciting. Um, Big question, though. Was your friend on time for the walk? Uh, well, I was meeting them outside of their house, so... Fine. Were you I, on time? I was on time, yes. Brilliant. That's okay. If uh, that confuses you, then last week's episode will clear everything up. <laughs> I'm really, really glad to hear that you're making the most of getting out and ticking off that desire to get out daily, hopefully. Yes, yep. Still getting out every day. I want to make sure I get some sunlight. It um, it just helps me so much. It's nice to have a bit of a screen break in the middle of the day, but if I can't get out in the middle of the day, at least now I can get out in the evening and just, yeah, just enjoy the spring. The blossom is starting to come out on the trees I just love walking through the park and notice it, the little changes every day you know whether it was the snowdrops that came out or the crocuses and now it's the sort of cherry blossom that's starting to appear on the trees and it's just that sign of optimism and new life and it gives me life and I love it amazing well was it Lauren Hill that said everything is everything after winter must come spring Right. I can't sing it like she can, but that, no, I'm not going to try either. But um, that that stays with me, and I think it's very much needed right now. But no, you paint quite the picture, and these um, you know, extra walks, getting out, it's all got to be good for the soul. Indeed, indeed, it has. Have you been getting out and about? Uh, usual dog walking duties. I think limited to just that. I think it's really been it's been a strange week. I can't deny it. Little things have kind of got to me quite easily this week and dog walks are normally sort of really good excuses to just get out and, you know, take a bit of time, like you say, away from the screen and things like that have just Mm. been extra chores instead this week. And it's felt 
you know, that's, a, that's not a nice thing to say. It's nothing to do with, you know, Cooper. It's nothing to do with having a dog. It's just more the list of adulting life this week has really just compounded itself, I think. Yeah, I mean, being an adult is really boring sometimes, isn't right? it? I mean, I had my boring to-do list the other week. <laughs> just, you know, that stuff that needs doing and we put it off and put it off and put it off. But, you know, you've got to get around to it eventually because no one else is going to do it for us, are they? No, and I think... It's kind of every week, you know, I say I work late this time. I'm not the only person to work late and I cannot blame that. It's just I found this week I haven't even been good at making the most of downtime. You know, I've I've wasted certain elements or the little pockets of it. I've been too in my own head to have the ability to like focus on, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this time for this. And it's very much been a strange week to try and compartmentalize everything or at least get through it i think you've got to take the rough with the smooth and as much as we want to make the most of downtime and do something productive with that time or do something enjoyable in that time i think we can't help it if that stress of life and work does take over sometimes and as long as that's not becoming all consuming for too long and it's yeah. not going to be a week after week after week thing. I think it's fine. Like, don't be too hard on yourself because we can't always be going 100 miles an hour, you know, on absolutely everything. And I mean, I, I'm nowhere near. I know you've had a really, really busy week and you've been feeling quite stressed out. But I was doing yoga the other morning and I could not normally I'm quite good at the sort of the meditating side of it that just being Mm -hmm. still concentrating on your breathing kind of allowing those thoughts to come and go the other morning I was fidgety my mind was wandering I couldn't sit still I was there trying to be in the moment and I just kept thinking about I need to do this I need to do that I need to do this and I haven't felt that restless in yoga in ages and I just had to remind myself well this is why I'm here and this is why I'm doing it just try and focus on the process remember that I really really enjoy it and and, you know, fast forward a couple of days and I did yoga this morning and I was so chilled and relaxed and in the moment. And it's like it's just reminding yourself that some days it's going to be better than others. And that's absolutely fine. I think that's very, very much relatable. The word restless really stuck with me then because that's exactly, I think, where your mind can get to. I notice do you know what? This is like therapy session. We say that every week this is like a little therapy session. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a feeling that by the end of this episode, listeners will know more about me than friends that I've probably known for 25 years or so, because it's not often I admit certain things, but if we'd recorded this a few days ago, I was feeling that sense of restlessness in my mind. I was overwhelmed and I notice it more because little coping mechanisms come out, little bits of anxiety that that just crop up. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. I have daily rituals that creep into my, my life and have been there for many, many years. But when they're just natural and I just do them and I don't put too much emphasis on them, I go about my day and, and my business and all is fine. But when I notice them more and I have to perfect them and I have to make sure that they're right because I put a lot of emphasis onto them, that's when I know that my brain is struggling to cope with what's going on. And these are sort of OCD tendencies. Yeah, um, I, it's it's something that, as I said, if 
however long you you sort of would have known me, you wouldn't notice that I do certain things. It's very much something you can hide in some respects, or you think you can hide. But oh, um, this, this is like a really weird thing because you don't often admit to them because it's something. It can be something really stupid. And if if I wrote down the things that I do, a people would wonder how I get anything done in the day. But it's very much um, from the way that the order that you get dressed in or undressed and how you lay your things down at night or when you put something down, it's got to be at a certain angle or the doing things in even numbers instead of, of odd numbers, you know. And it's each day there could be a new thing creep in and it's often associated with making good choices or should I say taking control of choices so if a good thing happens and I've done something a certain way my mind creates a connection and those little connections just stay with you you sort of continue to do stuff a certain way and you don't really notice it but then when things are a bit overwhelming you put more emphasis on doing those things right and then if it's not done right and something goes wrong you can blame that yeah so it's been a bit like that this week Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. It must be quite stressful to know that that's creeping in and being more prominent in your life because that must then add to that stress, which is probably the last thing you need. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is definitely a a self-fulfilling prophecy and a cycle of tendencies that creep in. But I'm I'm definitely not alone in this that, you know, I I very much know that there'll be people out there with other similar things. And I I do relate to it a little bit. I mean, I, I don't I don't think I would say that I have OCD. I've never been diagnosed with OCD, but I definitely, when I get really tired and really stressed, I do like everything to be sort of neat and in order in in the house. And I feel like if Mm -hmm. everything else is kind of away and tidy, it's that whole like tidy house, tidy mind sort of mentality. And I can often get quite stressed about going to bed at night. And if there's clothes out, on the floor or you know something's not away or something needs sorting out or there's washing to put away and that's in the bedroom if I'm really tired and stressed I can't get into bed until all of those things are done whereas when I'm bright and breezy and I'm not tired and I've probably got loads of time to actually put them away I it doesn't bother me and I can leave it yeah when I was younger I suffered quite badly with anxiety and I struggled to understand it and control it this is going back to when I was sort of 17 18 and into my early 20s and I did go to the doctors about how I was feeling but they didn't necessarily diagnose me or know what was wrong with me I just felt like I got fobbed off a lot and Mm -hmm. I had some more extreme behaviors similar to what you're explaining there and I guess it's only as I look back in hindsight now that I think oh that's maybe what that was and again it was you know it's it's something that's associated with stress and goes away again I don't live with this day to day Mm -hmm. but it was similar it would be an item of clothing that I wore on that particular day is associated with that event or activity or it would be little things like say I was walking towards the fruit bowl to get an apple out of the fruit bowl Mm -hmm. if I was staring and imagining that I was going to pick up the red apple Mm -hmm. but then grabbed the green one instead right at the last minute and sometimes I would do this to try and trick myself out of the kind of controlling behavior break the chain break the chain and I'd be go no you're not going to have the red one you're gonna have the green one instead and then pick up the green one and I would walk away and then that overwhelming like no you can't do that because you had your mind on the red one and then I'd have to go back and get it and Mm -hmm. this could be really really stressful in public situations because I could be 
walking to the fruit bowl at the same time as someone else and then if somebody picked up the one that I was going to go for I that would send me out of control and like thankfully like my dad is very aware of this in me like I've spoken to him about it and then sometimes I get really weird about stuff and he's like at first he kind of like he's like what are you on about and then it'll twig and he'll be like oh yeah I remember that this stuff stresses you out and he helps to sort of balance that out with me and like I say it's not all the time it's only when I get into sort of really stressful situations that I notice these habits come out of me. It's definitely stress related, but it's very weirdly comforting to know that I'm not alone in this and that actually, you know, you understand and I'm sure it's we're not alone in this. When I was younger, you know, late teens, early twenties, I thought I was insane. Like I felt very alone and lonely in the things that I was experiencing and feeling. And I didn't feel like I could vocalize them. I didn't understand what it was. I didn't feel normal. And I would constantly like compare myself to people who were seemingly going about life in a breeze and it being fine and functional. And I was feeling really dysfunctional. And, you know, it's hard enough as it is when you're that age. Um, It's not like I say, it's not really an issue for me now thankfully but I can sort of sympathize with you and if you're experiencing this on a day-to-day you know regardless of the stress and then it's heightened when you're stressful it must be quite challenging. It's just strange because it's something that you feel like you've got to hide from people in some ways you know I don't want people noticing that I mean I'm talking probably say back in an office environment I don't want people noticing that I put my stuff away into my bag in a certain order or take it out in a certain order or that I can only turn like right to look at something do you know what I mean you you do things in a certain like exactly like you were saying with the the fruit bowl situation that you create uh, a link between something and it's the same for me I can spend and I I put my keys down in a certain way at night and if they're not if I'm not happy with it if it's not just right then I have to undo it redo it wrong and then do it again and and stuff like that just once you see yourself if you sort of move back from yourself for a second you go what am I doing why am I creating like you say this extra tension and stress within me but you're probably very conscious of those quirks we all have quirks and probably little things that we do that are unconscious to us as well and And I don't think anybody in the workplace or any of your friends will notice these quirks with within you I can certainly say you know we had a conversation about this a few weeks ago and that was the first that I knew that you were experiencing these tendencies yeah and and that's the strange thing like I said I can have known someone for years and and it doesn't come out because I don't put this onto other people I don't expect as you were talking about you know putting clothes away and stuff like that my my ritual of how I fold my clothes at night or put them away or this that and the other is mentally closing my day out in a certain way but I don't expect others to live by my OCD-ness and do things the same as me it's just that this is how I control my world and my aspect of mental health around my day it's um it so you can hide it in that way you know you're not I'm not suddenly I'm not stood there flicking the light on and off 15 times or I think something bad's gonna happen I mean one that's an odd number but also (laughs) yeah but you know I think that's a sort of stereotypical view of it I mean I don't know a lot about 
the condition OCD and you know I'm sure it has all sorts of shapes and forms that it, it absolutely manifests in. yeah it, it will do and I think ultimately it is just however you know you are on that scale like you say we always see the extreme of stuff but it's a coping mechanism whether it's a very small minor I need to do this in a certain way or whether it's I need to do all of these things in a certain way it all just helps you cope that little bit but when I notice I'm paying extra attention to them is when I know that I'm stressed about something else or something's really getting to me so it's just been a bit like that this week and you can't you can't break it easily is is the thing but ultimately as you say it's a control thing it's you trying to be proactive in making a situation better yes yeah it it's definitely try it's trying to keep the status quo it's that whole sort of going back to I did this a certain way and it it was a positive, you know. The key I keep using these keys as an example. On this this set of keys that I have, there's a, a locker key from when I was at school. We won't talk about how long ago that was. Oh my god! Right there's there's a key to a front door at my mum's house that that door hasn't existed for 20 years but it's it's a collection it's like a there are keys on there that work by the way and that I do have access to I feel like I've got images prison guard or <laughs> caretaker you know on a chain on a big ring mm-hmm. I mean this is physically weighing you down like literally literally they say dress for the job you want I just carry keys around with me it's strange that's the one example but it's it's little things like that there's um I'm going to just reveal everything, you know, there's um, a time at college that I remember and it was just somewhere between like first year of college and, and the end, the end of that year. And I'd sort of been on the cusp of a new friendship group and just breaking those old ties with certain friends and really sort of embracing people that were similar to me people that I got on really well with and and that had already formed their groups of friends but there was just this one moment where I remember it was pouring down with rain people were going to the the pub next door and I had to go to my dad's house in town I got absolutely soaked going there and I had to change and and you know there was a t-shirt there that uh, I changed into and it wasn't mine it you know it was a family t-shirt not a family t-shirt that sounds weird <laughs> a member of the family uh, yeah a member of the family t-shirt and basically I uh, put that on and when I came back suddenly it was like something had switched and I had become I felt like I'd become a part of this friendship group and I was suddenly asked do you want to do this do you want to do that and I think I'd swap numbers with a couple more of the people in this group and I suddenly associated it with oh my goodness this t-shirt holds magic powers and I've still got that t-shirt now that I never wear it I don't think it fits anymore but it wasn't even mine that's not too unusual you know you hear about sports people with their lucky socks or Mm -hmm. their lucky pants you know people have lucky charms yeah and and follow rituals you know I'm sure athletes talk about this all the time where they have the same routine before they start a race and it's all that and I think it's you know it is comforting for your brain but it gets you ready and it gets you into that state of mind and if Mm -hmm. you follow that same thing again and again and again it's probably setting off some sort of chemical reaction where your body's like right we're getting ready to to race or to do something productive or in your case it's you know it's all this positivity around these new connections and how fulfilled that made you feel yeah I mean firstly just pointing out you comparing me to an athlete so I appreciate that 
well, you are practically an athlete now. What, right. How many weeks of Les let's, Mills? Let's go with some positive here because I feel like I sound like I'm on a, the, the edge of a breakdown. But yeah, I, I've completed the seventh week in a row of Les Mills. And I have confessed to you this week as well that I genuinely look forward to it as one of the most happiest parts of my week i know and i am just it just makes me so happy to hear you're you say proud that. yeah well i you know i just love i'm wang on about it all the time i don't need to say it again i, just, <laughs> I love movement exercise i just think it's the best thing ever endorphins and- yeah, and it does. It makes you feel good. And I think, you know, everything that you've said already tonight, you might not have felt like you were doing much with your downtime and that you were, you know, struggling. But here you are. You've completed something. You've maintained this habit and it's a positive habit. And I have no doubt that that exercise, that movement, those endorphins will have a positive effect on those stress levels that you've been feeling. Yeah, I, I- could not agree more i i think our weekly check-ins you know at this podcast everything just helps tie it all back together but mentally there's been a, a gear shift and i'm genuinely planning which workouts of you know the hundreds available or whatever but which three or four workouts i'm going to do each week the plans got me up to doing more and more lengthier ones and suddenly it's okay i'm carving out that time and yes that then means that i may not have you know an extra 15 20 30 minutes for something else that day but it's a massive tick off and that is i i do recognize that in amongst all of this i have recognized that as a a positive and looking back how different my weeks have become that that's my one of my first priorities for the week i think it's brilliant i haven't been running this last week or so because you know i've moaned about it before about aches and pains in my hip and my knee well i figured that the only way it's ever going to get better is if i stop running rest and rest yes i don't Mm. want to do more damage to the point where i'm out for months and months and months so i have been taking it easy but i have been doing some at-home workouts as well amazing um so i did a strength workout the other day because i feel like if i can build some strength um, Mm -hmm. in my legs and my knees my hips and stuff then that might help with the running and then this morning i did a hit class to get my heart rate up and my quote of the week comes from the fitness instructor we can't can't do it without saying lizzie's quote of the week quote of the week i really need to stop singing that we just need someone to send a jingle in that is all then this will stop <laughs> so the quote is and i'm trying i'm doing this from memory so it might not exactly be worth so it word. is lizzie's quote of the week then mm, well this is fitness instructors okay. uh, bettina i think her name is uh, okay. on apple fitness if they want to sponsor us uh, <laughs> At least one of either Les Mills or Apple Fitness should right. do the amount of times we uh, talk about it. Podcast goals, right? I don't, I'm not going to interrupt your quote of the week, but I've realized how into Les Mills I am that I've actually started following two of the instructors, the main two that I do the workouts for on Instagram. I'm, I've become a bit <laughs> of a, a stalker. Fitspo. Hashtag yeah. Fitspo. Yeah. Anyway, Lizzie's quote of the week. Let's go. Without challenge, you can't expect change. Oh, totally. Do you know what? Instantly links back to something I've been thinking about with 
the workouts is I've always looked at people and just fitspiration, you know, all of that and just gone, oh, it's really unfair. What I don't see is all the hard work and the challenge that they put themselves through. Yeah, you know, with this, we were midway through the workout and she was like, "It's you know, I know this is tough. I know it's hard, but, you know, this is this is where you start to, you know, make a difference and improve your fitness. And so, you know, she's, that's when she said it, without challenge, we can't expect change. And I instantly was like, I need to remember that. I need to remember that. We're recording, we're recording the podcast. <laughs> later it's perfect but it's so true about everything and anything you know and we've all had this huge challenge over the last 12 months of living through a pandemic and circumstances that we were never ever able to prepare for it's had its challenges but we'll come out the other side we'll have all changed and changed for the better as well I hope I think just generally in society I think advancing in the ways that we work and technology and innovative way of doing it the way that we consume things shopping I think everything will have changed you know everyone keeps talking about wanting to go back to normal we're not going back we're never going back we're going forward we're moving forwards we're looking to the future and I it will be different but in a great way I think a hundred percent I hope it's in a great way you know we have to learn from a year and this week today in fact for me and for a lot of people has marked 365 days of working from home, you know, having not been in the office. Very, very strange to feel like it's not March 2020 right now. I know it is mad, isn't it? I was messaging a friend last night because we went to the pub last year on Paddy's Day and we had a couple of pints of Guinness. And at that point in time, the message was, you shouldn't really go out if you do go out socially distance as best you can but the pubs were still open yeah. and because they were still open we were like well it's Paddy's Day it was just we just went to our local so it was a really quiet pub anyway and we were sat in the corner so it didn't feel kind of too over the top but we were reminiscing about that and it was like it was our last pint before lockdown <laughs> and I was already working from home at that point I think that was I remember it being a Tuesday and we were I was in the office on the Monday and then the Tuesday was my first day working from home wow so it just feels strange at each point throughout this last year it's felt strange but we are officially one year on tuesday the 23rd aren't we and i know i spoke to you earlier this week and the when this podcast goes out it will be that day it will be a full year and Marie Curie are uh, saying it's a national day of reflection and looking back over the past year remembering sort of the loss supporting those that have been bereaved but also taking stock of life and and you know where we are now and it's exactly what that quote of the week is suggesting is you know we've been through a challenge we've come through with change and hopefully for the better in many many parts It'll be strange, but definitely got to take what we can out from it. Yeah, and every conversation that I've had with people, as much as we are missing just being able to go out and about and do the things that we love and enjoy, I think the thing that everybody's missing the most is those connections with other people, whether it be family that live further afield or those friends um, that you just can't go and see. I know for me, you know, 
we do this every week and we chat every week and it's fantastic but how amazing will it be when we can actually record an episode in the same room face to face it's just gonna be surreal strange i joked that the cartoon versions of us have sat in a room together and we haven't yet to record a <laughs> yes. podcast so um lots of lots of good things to look forward to that first pint back like you say how good's that gonna feel yeah and just hugs hugs and i've still not met my newest niece so i can't wait to to meet her she's big hugs there yeah a couple of months old now which is mad and (laughs) i've still not met her so soon very very soon and those are the you know those are the bits like we say to reflect on is Things that have happened still, life has still gone on over the past year and there's been a lot of focus on simply everything is, is, and I'll say the C word, COVID related, you know, that's how every piece of news that we've consumed has been tinged with this past year but life has gone on and we're all products of everything in that life you know and like you say that there is then a lot to look forward to after a lot still to catch up on yeah very much things to look forward to yeah I think we're very adaptable people as well and I think it has been a challenge but we've all adapted and I was thinking the other day for a good few weeks on this podcast we when we check in with one another and see how we're doing I for several weeks was like I'm feeling really really great it's another week of feeling great and I was almost saying that like I'm surprised that I feel great and obviously I had a moment and we discussed it on the podcast way back when when we first started where I had a really bad week and I was finding it really challenging my mental health went into a a dark place and I wasn't very good and I'm almost putting way too much focus on that one week well it was one really bad day and then obviously the days that followed that as I was trying to sort of pull myself out of it were quite 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 challenging and I'm almost like putting a microscope on that and saying that that is the norm and that everything around that is some sort of surprise. Whereas the way that I'm feeling now and this bouncy, bright, breezy, great feeling that I've had now for several months, this is the norm. And it's that one week that was the anomaly. I can't even say the word. That one week was the anomaly. Yeah, love that. I think it's definitely good to switch that mindset, to focus on what is the norm. And if it carries on, that you've actually realized you're in a good place if that carries on and you get a run up into I'm not going to wish this year away but if you get to that same sort of time period next year and you can look back and go do you know what it really was an anomaly and I'm not saying it won't you know for any of us happen again where we feel low or lower but I think for me it was it was a it was a dark place and the last time I felt that bad I was suffering with a bit of depression yeah and so I think for me, I I was scared that I was going to that place again yeah. and I didn't want to, to feel like that again. I certainly didn't want a prolonged feeling of that. So I think I was, I was fearful that that's where I was, that I'd got to this point. But the fact that I felt like that for a week or so and then bounced back, you know, I've had this period of reflection over the last few weeks of trying to reframe this and be like, actually, this way that I'm feeling now is normal. And the way the reason I was able to bounce back is because I'm really strong and resilient 
And I'm able to cope and adapt and deal with this so much better now, probably because I had experienced it before. And I now know what I need. I recognize those feelings and I know what I need to do to acknowledge them and then try and bring myself out of it. And obviously it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. But yeah, I, I just I mentioned the word warrior last week and this is where all of that came from. It's like I'm a fighter. I'm a warrior. I'm strong and I can take the rough with the smooth and I think I was just so hard on myself for having that blip and it always feels like everybody around you is coping so much better than you are and I just was like no you know what you had you had a blip and then you were fine again and I feel in a really really good place so so strong in fact that I feel like I'm able to offer myself to friends who need a bit of an extra boost at the moment as well and I'm trying to be there for people as much as I can as they were for me at that point in time which I can attest to I know you've been there for me this week especially so thank you and it's great to know that you're riding this sort of wave but also being able to look at it through a different lens and that's where we all want to get to you know and we all have the good times and bad but being able to sort of go do you know what I'm in a really strong place or I am really strong and actually if I experience this I can get through it and each lockdown has prepared us for you know something else or when I talk about my OCD tendencies I recognize that earlier now and I want to do something more about it and I I feel like actually again with the help of this as a therapy session I am already in a better place like I said two or three days on in the week than where I was when I'd I genuinely wanted at certain times, and I'm not afraid to admit it, I had times where I just got overwhelmed and it was late at night, I was feeling tired. There was just an extra thing added to a to-do list, you know, stuff that crops up that you weren't expecting. And I was just, I wanted to cry, I wanted to let it out. But I thought, do you know what I could do and I, I maybe should do, but with actually just admitting it and admitting it to you and, and whoever else was just the first step. And sometimes that helps you then reflect on what you've been through how far you've come I've often heard it be said about if if you're feeling anxious or you get intrusive thoughts that rather than fight them and push them away and trying to ignore them to acknowledge them to let them in and go oh hello intrusive thought hello anxiety um we're not we're not friends but you know I'm not scared of you so come on in and get ready for a fight and it's like like that. that acknowledgement rather than fighting it and just recognizing what it is can prepare you much better to then deal with it um I mean I I said to you the other day I think you should if you feel like you need to cry have a big cry because that is a release Mm -hmm. and it will let go of a lot of tension that you're holding and emotion that you're holding and it is an expression of emotion and I do I do sort of cry a lot I that's my my coping mechanism and when I'm whether I'm scared or passionate about something or happy about something or sad about something always comes out as crying and sometimes it feels like it comes out at really inappropriate moments (laughs) but it's just the way that I kind of express emotions and it is a release and it does make you feel a lot better afterwards fine is this sort of an admission that you and you're at a theme park and you're stood waiting to go on a ride and you just burst into tears that it, it could be a good thing you just be um, excited. The big, the biggest ones for me is having conversations. So, so many times I've had a conversation with my boss about something, and I've wanted to try 
try and be really like assertive but mm-hmm. I guess it's quite I guess because I'm quite a passionate person and I, it, I get like I don't know so I've cried to my boss like a million times <laughs> um, and it's become a bit of a joke now that I do call our one-to-ones therapy as well <laughs> fine and then the other one is um I like to rock climb that's my hobby mm-hmm. but I'm also scared of heights I know those two don't go together, but you know, I like to step out of my comfort zone, challenge myself, all of that. Fine. I won't I'm not gonna say a word. You know, we we can all see it. That's that's it's a good thing to get past that. But I do I do find it really challenging because of that. And there are times when I freak out and I like to climb within my ability. I don't. I don't want to fall off. No one wants to fall off. Obviously, <laughs> but, you know, you rope. You roped on and stuff. So if you do fall, it's fine. But I hate it. And there are, have been times where I've come off and I've maybe swung out a bit. It's actually the exposure that I don't like. You know, where you can. I don't. It's a really weird sensation to kind of explain. But it freaks me out. And my instinct reaction is to just burst into tears. It's that fear deep rooted Mm. and the fear comes out as tears everything just comes out as tears Uh, i could throw in an 80s band of tears for fears there but that's not (laughs) that's for another music episode um you and these jokes (laughs) just just we could get to we could get to episode 60 and i guarantee they have not got any better so you're just gonna have to live this is an example of living through the pain (laughs) yeah um, well, without challenge, how can I expect change? Perfect. See, this is it's the challenge. Just making me even more resilient, Andy. And and your living through that and, and willingness to adapt to my jokes means they may change at some point and I may get better. <laughs> I doubt it very, very much. Nothing uh, um, like a Lizzie critique. Exactly, exactly. Producer um, Lizzie hasn't been too hard on you recently. Producer Lizzie has been very kind and I am very, very grateful for that. As I am for wonderful feedback that we have been getting recently, that has actually put a real pep in my step on top of a, a week that's felt a bit overwhelming at times. That came at a really good time for, I mean, it's never a, a bad time for to receive some nice reviews, but yeah, it came at a really needed time. Yes, we are very, very grateful for those people who have left us a little review on mm-hmm. iTunes and rated us five stars. We, Thank you. Yeah, we are a five star podcast. Um, so it's we fact. could do with a, we could do with a few more of those. So if you are listening, please go and do do all your subscribing, liking, reviewing. It is very, very much appreciated. Yes, it is. Thank you. I feel like again, you know, the mood has has lifted through talking through it and that's a big sign um and for me you know you said talking about crying comes out for you i noticed a mindset change as well this week with the exercise because i also think i said to you that instead of having a cry i was just going to go and do another workout and that is not a sentence that i have said for many many years if ever it was just this really strange moment. You asked me a couple of weeks ago how I'd noticed or if I'd noticed any sort of mental capacity change. And in a week where my mind has not coped like I would have wanted it to with certain things, that switch of going, do you know what? I've got a way I can deal with it. And it helped. It, it definitely helped. And ever since, it's sort of been more of an upward trajectory. It's something that I see as part of a new me and something I want to carry forward. And something that tipped me over the edge was the idea of actually what's happening, because there are certain plans 
that are starting to creep in for, dare I say it, post-lockdown life and certain things that have then started to add to the overwhelm because that's not something that mentally I was ready to deal with yet. You know, it might be six months down the line, these plans, but I'm just about getting through day by day and trying to figure out week by week where I'm at to have to then commit to something six months down the line or try and plan something out that's what got to me so I grounded myself again with thinking okay what's my workout schedule this week which one is it that I'm going for do you know and then looking forward to next week and that helped and I've really noticed that that change it's an easy win as well isn't it it's something that you can do at home in your own time in your own space in the comfort of your own home but then when you've done it it's a big tick and you can Mm -hmm. feel like you've achieved something and that's rewarding you get that instant reward as well as all the endorphins and what have you and exercise is that natural stress reliever so when you're feeling really stressed and restless and distracted to burn off some of that energy and let out some of that stress you are going to feel better afterwards I mean when we first started working from home last year I at the end of the day was feeling because it was so frantic and everyone was being really reactive and Mm -hmm. you know there was this kind of adrenaline rush wasn't there of um working from home and adapting and we're all on teams now (laughs) and the news bulletins every night of the week and I don't know you just feel on edge and you were like it's that fight or flight and you're kind of ready for action so I would finish the day's work being like now what now what now what and I would just go out and run because that is that fight or flight it's like well I'm gonna Mm -hmm. I'm gonna fly then I'm gonna run and it just lets it all out and then you can come back and be like well I've burnt off that energy I've released some of that tension and now I can you know try and settle back down again but I also have that big win I've done my exercise for the day tick that off my list as well it's great and I think working from home just makes it so much easier to fit this in you I know you've been doing your longer 50 minute workouts but even if it's half an hour and it's in the morning you're not having to get up ridiculously early or can you squeeze it into a lunchtime or you can get it in just before you have your tea you know it's so much easier to fit into our lives when we're not having to schlep to the gym and get changed and did you remember to take that extra bag with you to work and is it in the boot of your car or what have you you know it's just less of an effort now isn't it we've got no excuse not to do it memories full-on memories there the amount of times I've forgotten a towel forgotten the bag yeah all of those things but the worst one for me was I like to go to the gym in the morning so I'd get out of bed gym kit straight on put my clothes for work in my bag because I would always get ready for the for work at the gym if you forget your bra mm. and you have to wear a sweaty sports bra all day <laughs> that is the worst I feel I can use my male privilege card there just by not having to know what what that feels like. So I can empathize in some ways, but not at all. And uncomfortable. No one wants to be in a sports bra all day long. No. I mean, that's why I felt the need to start doing the workouts at the turn of the year, because I thought it's only going to get to the point where I'm going to need one, to be honest. Andy, are you feeling a little bit better now then after this therapy session? I am. Thank you. This is 
definitely time on the couch well spent. Don't feel guilty for just aimlessly scrolling. This is a productive and happy session now. So thank you. Good. I'm glad I could be of assistance. I always bounce out of Thursdays after our chats. It's good. a good way to spend the evening. Are we getting our honorary doctorates at some point then, do you think? I hope so. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Again, we don't need sponsorship, just the letters after the name or before the name will be fine. There's plenty of celebrity doctors out there that aren't mm-hmm. real doctors. Was it like Gillian McKeith? Dr. Gillian McKeith, she's not really a doctor or something. Exactly. And she got closer to people's bodily functions than anyone should ever admit to. <laughs> No, we're, we're we're doctors of the mind, so let's let's try and get that one on the go. We could have My our own sister, show. My sister, who is an actual doctor and put in many many years of training, mm-hmm. I'm sure, will not appreciate us just coining ourselves as doctors. She won't, and I apologise in advance for that. <laughs> So um, how can people get in touch with us, Andy? Well, you can contact us at PodcrassPod on Insta, at PodcrastinationPod on Twitter, or email us contactpodcrastination at gmail.com. We always love to hear from you and really, really love any reviews, especially the five-star ones, please. Yes, we do like those. But yes, thank you to everybody who has slid into our DMs and dropped us a little message. It is really, really, really nice to hear that we're not just talking into the abyss every week well at least we've got each other hey (laughs) that's all that matters exactly so on that positive note lizzie thank you for another great therapy session and i will see you next tuesday see you next tuesday andy Bye. bye